welcome to Lawyers Who Lead. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. As a reminder to all of our listeners, this week is a bunch of fantastic short form interviews that I had live with leaders from NALP's PDI conference in Washington, D.C. We will be returning back to our original episode programming starting next week, but please enjoy these episodes. There's tons of great insights. So without further ado, let's get back to our next guest. Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead, a podcast that challenges the notion that the law lags behind. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Each week, I invite a lawyer who's making powerful changes through extraordinary leadership. In each episode, we'll travel through another lawyer's life, identify what they do best, and then devise how to apply these concepts to your own world. So let's get to it. We have with us Josh Troy, Director of Talent Management at Kilpatrick, Townsend & Stockton. Josh is responsible for managing and supporting the firm's talent needs, including helping build a high-performance culture through integration of the firm's overall strategic goals and objectives. Josh has over 15 years of law firm experience in professional development, recruiting, as well as practicing as a litigation associate early on in his career. He's also currently a member of the Board of Directors for the Professional Development Consortium and is also a law school mentor with the Leadership Council on Legal Diversity. Let's delve into our next lawyer who leads by listening to Josh's interview recorded live at PDI right now. Josh, it is so good to have you here at PDI. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. So I wanted to ask you first and foremost, how did you get to your role today? So actually, it's really meaningful for me to do it at this conference because PDI played a huge role in that. So actually, it's actually nine years ago today. I was practicing as a litigation associate at a law firm. And I had been exploring PD for a number of years. I had been very fortunate that when I was a junior associate, my senior associate mentor left to go do professional development in another firm. And we actually shared an office building. And that was sort of the first time I was exposed to being a lawyer, but not practicing at a firm and what other things you could do. And as I learned about what she was doing, it really sort of played to a lot of my strengths, what I really cared about and wanted to enjoy doing. So my seventh year, I took vacation and paid my own way to come to PDI for three days to immerse myself in professional development to see if this is really what I wanted to be doing. Wow. So you paid your way here. Yeah, I wanted to be sure that it was the right move for me. I was feeling pretty good at that point, but I wanted to just see the people and the field and the areas. And I came here and was just blown away by the talent of everyone that I met. They were talking about the stay interviews to how to make training more impactful to adult learning theory and things that like I had thought about, but didn't realize like the depth that you could go into some of these areas and truly just began to see it as a career and a profession. So I came to the conference, did that, met a lot of people. I continued practicing for a couple months and then I decided to pursue this full time. And so I then spent the month of February doing 30 plus informational interviews with people that I met at the conference or people at the conference who were then connecting me with someone else. And so this was just so instrumental to where I ended up. And then by the time March rolled around, a contact I had made actually who I had previously practiced with, they knew I was looking and they were looking for someone to come on in a temporary role. And that's how I got my first job in PD. 30 informational interviews in a month. Yeah, I was doing that was my job. That was my job for the month of February was to do one or more of those a day and sort of leveraging each one to the next one. And I had some people who were great about inviting me to like local PD group meetings and connecting me with people who were outside the law firm space, maybe had been in the law firm space previously. And I was just 
I was at a reception last night running into someone who remembered meeting me at that conference nine years ago and was like, wow, you've, you've come a long way from when you first met. Well, first of all, happy nine-year anniversary at PDI. <laughs> Thank you very much. I actually feel really honored that I get to celebrate it with you here today <laughs> on this podcast. So that's super cool. An important takeaway for me, you do these 30 informational interviews. You really invested. You made it your job. And then by March, you had a job. It was interesting in so many ways because I think one of the things that came out of the interviews was PD is so broad and people had so many different stories for how they got to their roles and then what they were doing in their roles and the things that they enjoy doing more and the things that they enjoy doing less and their guidance and the advice that they gave me. And I think there were some people who were like skeptical. Are you sure this is really what you want to be doing? This is quite the change. But I think the one common theme across everyone I met is that everyone was so welcoming. There was not a single person I met who didn't seem like they wanted to do something once they knew I was so genuine in my interest in this position that they weren't willing to go out of their way to help me find an opportunity that was going to work for me. What do you think is the number one thing that drives you to be in this space? I think it's really that I just like people. I think back to the through line of my life and I now realize like, oh, this has been a constant. So when I was an undergraduate at Brown University in my junior and senior year, I helped co-plan orientation for all the incoming class of associates. I was in a fraternity and was a fraternity president and took leadership roles in like social service organizations that I was part of. I think I just really like people. And as I got more senior as an associate, I enjoyed the practice of the law, but I realized I got to spend less time being with people and being able to make time for that became more challenging. So to find a role where I really got to get to know people get to understand what was going to be helpful to them is really what I continue to love about the job to this day. That's fantastic. So what is the biggest takeaway so far that you've had from this conference? I think we're all coming out of a one phase of the pandemic and we're sort of evolving into what the next phase is going to look like. And I think we're all trying to figure out what things we bring with us from a pre-pandemic world and what things we take with us from the pandemic environment and how we blend those two things together. Because I think there's a recognition that everyone has changed in all sorts of ways from the last couple of years. And I think we're figuring out what that means from a talent development and talent retention standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, and trying to make it work. And I think testing things out and see what does work and what doesn't. I hate to put you on the spot, but do you have a specific example that you can share? For me, we have to answer the why a lot more than we did previously. I think there was a sort of something where people would just accept it. This is the way we've done things or this is the direction I'm giving you. And I now think, especially as we address some generational differences, it's not that anyone doesn't want to work the same way that they had been working in the past. I think the why is no longer implicit. I think it needs to be explicit. I think that's absolutely right. Historically, we've talked a lot about what we do or how we do it. And those are very important things. People should know those things. But really understanding and discovering why we do the things we do really helps inform the what and the how. Yeah, I think about the classic example of the 9 p.m. email, right? The person does have a reason why they are sending it. And it may be because the client is expecting an answer first thing in the morning. It may be because they were just putting their kids to bed. And that's when it's convenient for them to sign on and do work. And so rather than have the person on the other end receiving that message, guess as to what the why is, to just be a little bit more upfront and explicit about it, I think helps build and manage those relationships that are just so critical to the current world that we live in. Yes, absolutely. You were saying there's so many different facets of PD. What do you feel like is your strength? What's your strength in the PD world? Sure. I've joined Cleopatra Townsend a little over a month ago. So it's an exciting time for me and my own professional development. But I think what I am really being the table is sort of the focus on 
talent development in the broadest possible sense, both attorneys and staff, associates and partners, thinking about what leaders need versus team members and how you sort of maintain and build that culture in a hybrid working environment. So I think for me, that's the strength that I'm bringing to the table. Congratulations on this new role. Thank you so much. It's new and exciting. And it's also the first time for me professionally that I've started a job as the most senior person. I've been talking to a number of colleagues here who have never had that experience because they've worked their way up through a single firm for the entirety of their career and sort of how to approach that role differently. How do you approach that role differently? You know, I think it's, at least so far, it's a lot about listening. And I think it's a lot about understanding what the culture of the firm is, what people's needs are, and where I can add value. I've been sort of going out of my way to describe professional development, talent management broadly as a menu. And there are a lot of different things that we could pick on the menu, but it's not good if I'm doing all the ordering. I think it's about understanding what is going to add value at this point in time to this group of people. And then being able to pivot a few months down the road if it becomes clear that something else would be more beneficial. I love that analogy, what's on the menu. <laughs> I like food, so it's just an easy it's just an easy point for me to pivot to. Me too. I love it. <laughs> That's going to resonate with me. I'm definitely going to remember that. So my last question to you is, since you've been working so deeply, not only as a, a practicing lawyer, but now you're working to empower other lawyers and help develop them and grow, what would you say leadership in law means to you? For me, leadership in law means looking out for other people. I think it's using your experience and the knowledge you've accumulated to this point in your career and personal life and professional life and being able to sort of identify how you can help bring people up with you. And I think that is a really powerful thing. And I think that's rewarding on both ends because I have seen it in the people that I have encountered in the PD space now that I have worked my way up to a leadership position to be a member of the PDC board that I think the people who helped me along the way take a sense of pride or joy in that. And I am eternally grateful to the help that they have given me. And now being able to play it forward to people who are in a similar position to me adds value to what I do. That's a great answer. So I want to thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing all of your insights. I also really love this full circle of you starting at PDI and now coming in such a leadership position. I think it's such a fantastic story. If other people wanted to reach out to you, connect with you, get an informational interview, maybe, how could they connect with you? Um, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. My firm email address and bio is on the Kilpatrick Townsend website. And I would be happy to help anyone or anyone who is thinking about the PD talent management space or just wants to have a conversation to know what sort of opportunities are out there for them because so many people did it for me and it's the least I can do to other people going forward. It's such a pleasure to meet you. I feel like you have such a great energy and I hope that it really comes through in this podcast because for anyone listening, Josh truly cares. You can see it in his eyes, you can hear it in his voice. And I really encourage people to reach out because I really think that you have a lot to give. So... Thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It has truly been a pleasure. Thank you, leaders and future leaders, for listening today. We have a new guest every week, so don't forget to join us next week. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe or follow us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also follow at Lawyers Who Lead on social. Let's celebrate and continue to build a community of leaders in law together. Lawyers Who Lead is made possible by Lawline, the leading online platform for lawyers who want engaging, relevant CLE, and professional growth content. For over 20 years, Lawline has helped hundreds of thousands of attorneys level up by providing award-winning courses in hard-to-find areas and high-demand fields. They have so many courses to choose from that are actually really interesting to listen to and watch. That's why Lawline's rated the highest in the industry with over 1,000 verified reviews on Trustpilot. 
Lawyers who lead listeners get $100 off Lawline's unlimited annual subscription, which means you can take as many courses as you want for a really good price. Just visit lawline.com slash podcast to get the special offer. Check out Lawline for the best content for leaders and future leaders in legal.